what rank were you when you started coaching? Um, I think it was champ three, champ two, champ three, somewhere and, around there. And did you always do it right off on Fiverr or did you start doing it for free and then move to Fiverr? I was doing it for free just for friends at first um, for like six months. And then I started to do more than just like with my friends. I started to join a community called RLCD, Rocket League mm-hmm. Coaching Discord, yeah, um, where you can find students and just help them out for free. And I was doing that for another six months um, or like somewhere around there. It's hard to remember the exact dates. But after about only almost a year of coaching um somebody suggested and i even remember who it was his name was underdog um someone suggested to me that i actually go into this like professionally and then that actually never occurred to me to do that because i'd always just seen it as like something that i would do for fun after work um mm-hmm. but that got me thinking could i actually pursue this professionally um so i set up an account on Fiverr. He actually suggested actually specifically Fiverr. Um, so I set up an account. I started doing this for like five bucks an hour. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I didn't even really see it as a job. I just saw it as like some kind of way. That was the minimum amount that I could, that I could set. I just saw it like um, a hobby. Sure. But yeah, it eventually started to grow slowly, gain momentum and, as I gain more students, I slowly increase my prices to $10 an hour. Um, and then I started to get a little bit of demand. So then I put at 15 an hour. Um, and about a year into it, I had amassed a, a really good following of people. And I had a lot of return customers. Um, so after, I guess I've been here a year and a half. I've been doing it professionally for almost two years now. Um, I've in that time gained a lot of experience coaching people, but also getting coached as well. Hmm. So gosh, so many questions. So what rank are you now? Um, I don't play as much ranked myself. Um, but when I play, I can get about grand champ two, mid grand champ two. Okay. Uh, And I peaked a couple seasons ago when I was actively playing, uh, mid grand champ three. Nice. Mid 1700. Yeah. You're not only coaching people, you're also getting coached on a regular basis then as well. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, As I see it, everyone has a different perspective on this game. It is a true sport in like every sense. So I know that even though I'm pretty like confident in my perspective of the game, I understand that even at the highest level, there are many different perspectives. So I like to at least once a month get coaching from um, top level players, uh, top 100 players from the EU, from the United States. And I get coachings for all game modes. Um, I mostly get requests for 2v2, but uh, I like to mostly focus on 3v3. So I get coachings from the top level players in the world and get a whole bunch of different perspectives. And I like to listen to what they kind of focus on in this game because like i said everyone has a different perspective but in general there are a lot of things that the highest level players kind of agree on so as a coach my main focus isn't to like nitpick my students but to 
um, kind of focus on the fundamentals and figure out what do the top level players put most of their attention into when they're coaching someone. And then I try to kind of emulate that myself in my own coaching. How do you get connected with them? There are a few different ways. Uh, I'm on Fiverr, but I don't prefer to use Fiverr. There aren't really a lot of options. Um, but on Medify, it used to be Gamers Ready, but now they uh, transitioned over to this new site, Medify. I get coachings from there mostly. Oh, nice. Okay. So if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I am 23. Okay. What were you doing before you were just doing the coaching thing? I worked at Walmart, if you can believe it. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you could have said you were an engineer at SpaceX and I would have believed you. (laughs) I mean, I have no, No. I have no reason not to believe you. So what, how is that now going from working at Walmart to basically being, you know, an entrepreneur owning your own business and, and doing your own thing? There's a lot of freedom in being an entrepreneur. You might not get as consistent of a workload of a paycheck um, as someone who works, you know, five to nine or whatever it is, two to 11 is what I worked when I was working at Walmart. Um, but that freedom, I think overall is worth it. I think I kind of went down this path of being an entrepreneur, um, Rocket League coach, because my dad is actually an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, mm. He owns his own business. Um, he's a home source real estate agent and he actually oversees like multiple people and has them, you know, do their own work under his business. Okay. So I grew up in that environment ever since I was very little, basically since I was born, he, he'd been running this business. Um, so I think I just grew up in the environment, hurt, like hearing him constantly talking with customers and how he interacted with them. And I think it kind of rubbed off on me and it inspired me to kind of start my own thing. Yeah. Like that. that yeah. That's really interesting. So did you go to college or anything like that? Or was it just like high school into wall? Like what was, what was kind of your growing up situation? Um, I had a pretty interesting life up until this point. Everyone goes through certain difficulties. Um, I, I could go in depth on, on things, but I mean, whatever you're comfortable with, I don't want to make yeah. you uncomfortable or you talk about things you don't want to talk about. That's, I mean, no, I yeah. get that. Certainly. Uh, life doesn't always work out how you want it to. So one of the other big reasons that I started down this path was because um, the freedom, like I, ne- I kind of needed the freedom to stay at home and deal with things here um, instead of having to constantly go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of, ha- part of it kind of had to do with like mental health and just overall life situations uh, was kind of difficult growing up. But mm-hmm. this has really helped me a lot. Um, and I think this is what I want to do for the rest of my life if I can. But, you know, who knows? What what was it like for you making that transition? I I think an interesting thing for me is like, hey, somebody like it's not something you thought of yourself. It was I'm somebody suggested it to me and then I went on to Fiverr and just did $5 an hour and then people started signing up and it was $10. What was that process? What was your thought process like is it started becoming an actual thing? 
I've always been interested in Rocket League. Like it, I've always been passionate about playing it. Um, eventually, you like after you play it for a while, you kind of lose interest, or at least in my case, I lost interest in playing the game. But I always had a passion for Rocket League, so I think um, as I got coaching, and I've always gotten coaching since like, like I started playing, uh, my passion for playing the game kind of slowly transitioned to teaching the game, and then instead of getting excited about my own successes, I started to get really passionate and really excited about seeing other people succeed at mm-hmm. Rocket League. And I think that that's a big drive for me is, you know, helping people, seeing them come back to me and tell me, you know, just how far they've progressed. Um, and overall that, that has kept my passion for Rocket League alive. That's awesome. And what was it like, you know, it, Maybe, I don't know if you talk to your parents still regularly or as you're making this transition from working this retail job at Walmart to just coaching people and talking to people about this game online for money. What was that? What was that like as you're talking to your friends or any, like really you're just talking to people about this game from this website called Fiverr? <laughs> what was yeah. what was that like for you? Um. My parents have always been supportive. Uh, like I said, my dad was an entrepreneur growing up. So he kind of, he was like pretty impressed and or just like happy that I kind of went down the same path that he has. And he's actually helped me like m- to motivate me to kind of plan like how I go about running the business itself, um, which is basically is kind of like a business now. 100%. Um, so I've never like really had anybody be weirded out by it. It's actually, um, I've only ever really gotten like, uh, support from my family and my friends. So it's, I'm that's awesome. lucky in that regard. Yeah. That's great. That's really, I mean, I think it's, I think it's super cool to, I think your story is great that, you know, you, especially on a website like Fiverr, which feels to me extremely random in yeah, terms kind of, of rocket league, but at the same time, it's so accessible and so easy to find something on there. Especially Definitely. when you are providing as good of a service as you do for what you're charging. Like, in my opinion, you should be charging more. Like, you, you're definitely more valuable than what you're charging right now, in, in my opinion. Well, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, I still kind of feel like in that mode of when I first started, like, I'm still learning. I'm still a student. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I always feel like that, like I'm always a student. There's always yep. more to learn. There's always more perspectives to, uh, to get. So I think once I maybe like get onto a team, that's kind of my hope, you know, with a, a longer term is to, uh, maybe get signed on to an esports team. That would be the dream. Mm-hmm. If that happens, then I, I, I think I would like see things a little differently, but at the moment I'm just, uh, continuing to, to grind, like kind of when sure. I first started the game i knew that there's just so much to learn and i still feel like that as a coach as well so i'm just keeping my head down and continuing to try to be the best coach that i can be well and i'm sure even right now with what you're charging it was a it was a pay raise from what you were making at walmart yeah it's actually about the same per hour um like yeah like i said don't get as much consistent business but Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. I guess it is like per hour a slight increase, um, but it's not really it, about the money. I do oh, everything of I can to 
to manage my my money my my finances um but i kind of i kind of focus more on the work than what i get out of it sure and i think part of it though is that you are creating this thing for yourself outside of you know having to do a normal job and eventually you get to make that decision like well i could be just working at walmart but why would i do that when i could be building this thing for myself yes and there's always kind of that like temptation that you know excuse like oh, okay i'm not making as much as i could be working somewhere else but at the same time like i said you know um the freedom of just being able to stay home and, and work on myself and not have to worry about like super strict deadlines. Um, there's a lot of extra responsibility actually in that, but it's overall worth it. I'd say if you can, if you can make something like that work for yourself. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, definitely enjoying what I'm doing right now. And I'm hoping with everything that I can, Oh, doggies. <laughs> <laughs> That's they like to be heard every now and then. You're fine. Keep going. Yeah. Um, forget what I was saying. Um, what was I Building saying? your own thing. Building my own thing. Uh, I feel like if I just continue working at what I'm working at and just continue to get better at what I work at, uh, better at what I do, eventually it's going to solidify itself to where I'm not going to have to ever go back to doing anything else. Uh, and I think Rocket League, if there's any game out there, that will last a long time. League of Legends is an example. Dota is another example. Uh, these games have like a large player base, very dedicated player base. Um, if you're a coach for one of those games, then you can definitely make it if you're a hard worker. Like on Pro Guides, there are a lot of coaches that work full time every single day um, just coaching their favorite game. I think Rocket League is going to slowly ramp up, continue to ramp up, and solidify itself as like one of those top esports i think it's definitely like underplayed undervalued right now um they need to advertise the game more or just change their approach somehow they made it free to play which helped things but i don't know if you know like the popularity of the game went up when it was first made free to play but took a nosedive after that and i'm not sure why exactly but i'm sure at some point in the future maybe when they update the game to rocket league 2.0 or um, deporting it to Unreal Engine 5. I'm hoping that they can kind of like re-release the game and get everyone excited about it again because it's one of those games that being like a real sport should last for a long, long time. Yeah, I feel like it It will be around for a long time because the the user base is going to be committed and consistent like there will always be the player base that loves playing the game because of the challenge that it provides and it is so much like an actual sport it's the closest thing that we've had to a digital sport that i feel like has ever existed like there are competitive games there are like competitive games and then there is rocket league which is the closest thing to a sport that we've ever had on a computer or on a console. And for that reason, I don't see it going anywhere. I definitely feel the same way as you. In terms of like why the player base has gone back down after 
free to play release and a bunch of people downloaded the game and then it kind of went back down again. I mean, in that same vein, Rocket League is a game where, you know, you get out what you put in and the average person, the average video game player might play something like this casually for fun. Like, oh, we feel like messing around. Let's play Rocket League a little bit or... Like there are, there are a bunch of new people like that, I'm sure. But then there are tons of people that are like, yeah, I want to try this Rocket League game now that it's free and they get on and they try it and it's cool. But then they realize how much work it takes and they're just like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't feel like putting that much effort or energy into a game. Like I just want to play and have fun. Yeah, Rocket League is definitely unique in that aspect. Um, it's very difficult to get into you really have to put a lot of time into it to kind of like appreciate how like what the game can actually be Mm -hmm. Uh, it's kind of similar to league of legends um in a way there's such a high skill ceiling i think league of legends is a little bit easier to get into maybe or i think it's actually also difficult to get into um Rocket League sets itself apart from every other game, though, because it doesn't change with updates. Maybe they fix some kind of bug or something, but the game itself is exactly the same as when it was first released. Maybe the flipper set, I think, is like the only thing they've actually added. Um, Mm -hmm. So people who can't play like every single day or keep up to date with the patch notes of League of Legends might appreciate a game that they can put time into one month, come back another month, and then they still understand like everything that they understood a month ago. It's just a matter of how much time are you willing to put in that is going to result in your rank. It's not a matter of you know keeping up to date with all these tiny little changes that they're constantly making. So your effort and your results are very like one-to-one. So it's a very fair game, and that's kind of the sense that I get when I play Rocket League. There's nothing more fair. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's playing the same exact game. Everyone has the same exact uh, tools in their arsenal. So in that in that sense, it's probably the best eSport to date. And it's almost impossible to hack. Like, never have I gone into a Rocket League game that worried too. that somebody is hacking. That too. You're exactly right. Um, Which is huge. That is huge. I'm sure they have some. But even if you could hack, I don't think... like. There's a certain rank, actually, or I think that even a hacker, unless they're like teleporting the ball or something, can't really even keep up with the best players in the world. I'm um, sure, yeah. Which is which is pretty interesting to think about um, a game that's unhackable. Yeah. I mean, it's like basketball. How do you hack basketball yeah. or football or soccer? Like, you just can't. And that's, that's one of the beautiful things about Rocket League. Every single time a new first-person shooter game launches they're always five or six steps behind the hackers and trying to catch up with anti-hacking software or you're like valorant and you literally have to download this whole new thing to make sure that you're not hacking easy anti-cheat or whatever it is yeah. yeah but with rocket league it's just you know there you don't have to worry about it and that's that's extremely comforting that it's the purity of the game it's yeah. so pure that it can't be hacked, which is fantastic. Yes, and another reason why it's one of the best esports because you're never mm-hmm. wondering is this pro legit 
right <laughs> is this guy's speed run legit it's it's not like that it's you know the individual you can watch them play and see their individual skill set and it's it's just it's different than anything else like call of duty like you said as soon as something else is released as soon as a new game is released i mean they still have issues with kind of stuff. they still have issues with hacking in warzone you know like all the people warzone? that stream really? warzone Every every week or so, they just get so frustrated with hackers. Like, come on, what? Are, like, wow. you were supposed to have fixed this. Why isn't it? Ha- and never has anybody. Compl- of course, people in the Rocket League community complain because it's just in the nature of the internet to complain. But it's it's not anything that is really worth complaining about, in my opinion. Yeah, those kind of people always exist. So. Having the safe haven that is Rocket League is definitely great, um, and not even like just hacks. There are also um, kind of ways to like cheese a lot of games. Uh, sure. League of Legends, there's like a meta. No such thing in Rocket League either. There's no such meta, yeah. or if there is, it's a meta that's always existed right in front of your face. It was just waiting for you to find it, and it's mm-hmm. available to everyone. And it's always evolving at the same time, which is very much like basketball. You know, in the early two thousands. There was Shaquille O'Neal, and there was just this giant man that you couldn't do anything about taking up the lane, and he was just extremely dominant. And it was the, you know, the meta was just have big man dunk ball, and (laughs) you can't do anything about it. But now, you know, with Steph Curry and all these phenomenal guards, the three-point line and the capability of these shooters keeps on getting pushed back and scores keep on getting higher because – offenses are just getting faster and you know you really even ask yourself could Shaquille O'Neal exist in this NBA because everybody's just so much faster and you know now the meta is guards and eventually that that could change and you never expect it but it could happen yeah definitely if you're not moving forward you're moving backward in rock league just like with any other sport if you're mm-hmm. not playing the game consistently, um, you know, you could, you could play the game for a while and get at a certain point with it. Uh, you come back a year later, maybe you're plat three. Yeah. You come back a year later, you're maybe, you know, goal three now. Because every year, everyone's getting like 20% faster, 20% yeah. better. Um, so, yeah, it's very, very interesting as well as the meta is constantly evolving. New perspectives are constantly coming out. Uh, even new mechanics which have always existed since the beginning of the game, are being discovered, which is crazy to me. I can't even believe that new things like the curve dash weren't discovered earlier, um, like the chain dash on the wall. How was that not discovered mm-hmm. after seven years? What else have we not discovered yet? What other metas, what other secret kind of strategies, kickoff strategies, um, offensive strategies, defensive strategies, have we not discovered yet that have been in front of our face this entire time? It was just a matter of, seeing things from a slightly different perspective. Mm-hmm. I think the overall meta is kind of settled down and things won't change very much from how they uh, currently are, but I think there's still stuff to be discovered. And depending on how long Rocket League exists, if they ever take the game down, I don't, I can't really ever see them doing that um, anytime soon at all. Honestly, I would, I would say that Rocket League, if anything, is ahead of its time. I don't think that the prime time for Rocket League has occurred yet. And I think it will either be like 
the generation, I, I wouldn't say that we're in the same generation by any means. I would, so it would probably be the generation after yours, like your kids or your kids' kids, because we need all these like 17 to 25 year olds to grow up that are playing Rocket League. Then instead of signing your kid up to play basketball or signing them up, well, I mean, and when they're younger, they can do multiple things, right? So yeah. instead of just having all these sports, you have your kid play basketball. And then in the winter or something like that, they're also in their school's Rocket League league or a park district Rocket League league where all of these kids are playing this game and then it just becomes part of our culture because it's so it's so accessible and it's so understandable and that's when rocket league will really have its opportunity to shine because going back to league of legends league of legends the i think the mechanics are straightforward enough the thing that's difficult about League of Legends in my perspective or Dota is the strategy. Like the strategy is so in depth, it's almost like chess. But then also yeah. you have to learn all the items. You have to learn when different mobs pop. You have to learn all those things. It's not necessarily about learning the mechanics like you do in Rock. It's learning all all the understandings of the game. And then obviously mechanics are important, but just learning the game is intimidating. But with Rocket League, you can go in, you know how to jump, you know how to boost, you know how to turn, and then you just have to figure out the game. And then once you are able to like figure it out, then it's just, are you willing to put in the time to be as good as you can possibly be? Yeah, and I think that it also has more potential than these other kind of games to become like a staple for 100%. scholarships um, because there's not like any questionable content. Like you could, you could definitely argue that these other games have uh, content that like a school administration might not hundred percent agree with. Sure. But League, there's, there's nothing that you could point to that yeah. is inappropriate. So with it being like a true sport, truly fair, consistent, there are actually already people who are getting, offers for scholarships mm -hmm. uh, for, for playing Rocket League. And I've coached a couple of them. Actually, I have a, uh, a current student who won his high school state championship uh, in Georgia. And he nice. came to me after winning a championship. And he had his team, and he was the highest rank on that team. Um, and he came to me, and he was saying, okay, I'm trying to get into college here soon. There's this potential for me to get a scholarship having won that championship. I want to be SSL. He was grand champ one. Uh, I want to be SSL so that I can get to, uh, into this college's RLCS team. And they were all SSL. I think two of them were SSL. One was GC3. So him and I have been working for the past two months, three months now, getting him up. Uh, he started like high 1400, which is like grand champ one, dip two. He's now almost 1800 after two months. Holy cow. He's putting a lot of hard work in and he's, He's very dedicated. Um, he actually works a job. He's 17 and he, he works a job. And as soon as he gets home from work late at night, he puts he puts the work in, puts uh, time into working on his weaknesses. He takes it. Uh, he writes down his, you know, the things that I tell him to, rereads things I tell him to, and he puts in a lot of work. So if you're willing to put in, like actually put in work, like get a physical notepad and watch pro gameplay and 
really not just play the game for fun, but really focus on like what you could do better. I think most people will be surprised by how good you can get and how quickly it's just a matter of dedication, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, 100%. And just having the determination to see the long game. Yeah. And he has definitely a good incentive. He has a, a huge, huge goal right in front of his face. Uh, so that's another huge factor for him. I want to go back to something you said a while ago. You said that you'd like to be picked up by an org or a team in in the future. What do you? What is your motivation to do something like that as opposed to continuing building what you have going on? I see what I'm doing currently as, um, like I've said, a hobby. Uh, but if I can actually get onto a team and improve that I've learned like good stuff in this last year and have three years, I've been doing this for three years. If I can prove myself, prove my own knowledge, my expertise as a coach, then I think it will just snowball and solidify myself uh, in, in my current situation, which would be my dream, 100%. So you've, you've gotten, a, in this example that you just shared with me and the listeners, you got a kid from 1,400 to 1,800 in two months. Yeah, high 1400 to mid 1700. He's now pushing uh, GC3. Okay, so that's that's a 300 point gain in two months, though. In in the upper echelons of yeah, MMR. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not yeah. like he's going from silver to diamond or whatever that would look like to get those 300 points. Like going from silver to diamond is one thing. One thing going from GC1 to GC3 in two months is like a whole other world. Yeah, I can take partial credit. It's mostly the student though. Um, I can give you a direction to move into, but really I'm, I'm as a coach only ever going to be able to let you um, like open the door for yourself. I can give you the key to the door, but it's always up to the player, the student to take the key, put it in the lock, turn it, open the door and continue walking forward. Totally. And he trusted you to help him do that. Yes. So I'm I'm going to propose to you that you are already extremely proven in in what you're <laughs> able to do. Um, yeah, that, well, it's kind of daunting just thinking about like, you know, there are, like you said, there's a huge difference. 300 points, 1400, mid 1400 to mid 1700. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um now just think what are what are pros at right now uh even like the lower echelon of rlcs is like i mean that's 2100 yeah 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 Ooh, that's another 400 points have you worked with many ssls like people have people in ssl low ssl already come to you i've remember the rlcd coaching discord i've gone to some of these people uh and helped them out and they were actually uh, happy with the coaching that I gave them. Um, but there are not a lot of SSL players out there. I think only like a thousand by the end of a season, uh, 1200, 1400, something like that. So there's really not a lot of SSLs out there. Um, so just it being a matter of numbers, I haven't had very many, but I've had a lot of GC2s, GC3s who are trying to get to SSL and there's a lot more of those. 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping to find more students at that level so I can prove to myself and prove to others that I can coach even that rank. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is difficult to, you know, cast a wide enough net to, to get these kind of players. And I, a lot of people in my discord have been sharing your videos or shared that they've watched some of your videos. And I think a few of them have even coached with you. Are you doing anything besides Fiverr right now to kind of, you know, throw your net out there or, or expand your reach? I have been working a lot on myself and Fiverr. I haven't really tried to expand too much. I still feel like I could be better. And I think I could probably land myself securely in a spot on Medify. Um, oh, yeah, I tried to actually uh, become a coach there, but I, I read on their website when I went there uh, looking for this that they aren't accepting applications for coaches. So interesting. Yeah, that kind of kind of confused me. So I was thinking, all right, I'm gonna just continue to keep my head down. Uh, so if some one of these orcs comes to me, or if one of these websites comes to me, um, I'll be able to prove to them that I am a solid coach that can coach on any platform, coach any mm -hmm. team. And that's been my current focus. I'm thinking uh, soon enough here, if not now, I think I am at that point that I am able to coach basically anybody. I actually had a coaching with Tristan. Oh, uh, okay. Who was rank nine, so single digit uh, in 33. And I had him analyze that student that I was talking about. Him and I played a game together in Grand Champ 3, and uh, and I had had him analyze actually his POV as well as then mine. And as I was listening to him, someone who's in the single digits in rank in the world, I felt like there's nothing more for me to learn. I already understand everything, um, like the fundamentals anyway, right? Everyone has a different perspective, of course. There's always more to learn. But overall, the fundamentals, I really do understand the fundamentals very well. Um, I'm never going to try to stop learning more stuff, but it's definitely an ego boost when, you know, like you can almost, almost predict what you're going to be taught. Um, like it's a matter of just applying what you know mm -hmm. at this point. Um, but yeah, that's definitely very exciting. Just getting coaching constantly uh, every month is, is kind of my bread and butter. How do you feel that you developed this understanding? I'm So you've, you've worked with coaches. You've been coached in the past. And so I'm sure you've been able to learn from that. Where do, where do you feel like some of the other things that you built a foundation of, like solid Rocket League, have, have come from? In the beginning, when I first started playing this game four years ago, there was content out there. There were coaches out there. Wasn't nearly as big of a thing back then, really. Um, it's only kind of in the last couple of years that you're, you're seeing a lot of this kind of explode. Uh, and I'm thinking it's only going to continue to grow. Um, but in the very beginning, it's mostly YouTube. Just watch YouTube videos. You know, I was super, super interested. Like I said, when I first started playing this game, I had a really fiery passion for improving myself. And I still do. 
Um, it's just I'm more passionate about coaching and playing now. But in the beginning, I was super passionate about just improving my own game. And for that first year before I started coaching, I was always constantly like watching YouTube videos, watching pros, uh, you know, like Squishy Muffins and listening to them talk over their own gameplay. Um, and it was just so, so fun to watch. Um, and then I started to think, okay, there's all this stuff on YouTube and that's all extremely useful. And you could really learn a lot like I did from, from just watching these free videos. But I got even, I got like my interest was very, very peaked when I started to get into kind of the champion ranks. Um, I kind of, after watching all those YouTube videos, felt like I've already seen everything that I could see there. So I started to get coachings from the best players in the world. That was super exciting to me when I could book someone who uh, is coaching an RLCS team who has gotten top 100 and ranked solo queuing. That was starting about that time and until this point that has been extremely exciting just learning more about the game every every day uh and just being like like satisfied i guess it's satisfying to feel like you know more and more when you're passionate about something you always are hungry so and and you would almost say like learning the game and developing your understanding of the game became more interesting to you than actually playing it. Yeah, because there's a certain point where you might get kind of stuck. And that was also kind of the reason that I got coaching. And, of you know, just depending on what kind of person you are, what kind of player you are, um, that passion for improving in your own gameplay might slow down a little bit um so and it did for me i'm keyboard mouse which doesn't make like a huge difference but i always kind of had this thing in my mind where i was like man i should have played controller i i wasted time learning kvm i'm actually trying to learn controller right now um so that was kind of also part of the reason that i started coaching uh, oddly enough because I was like, okay, if I can't do it, I'm going to teach others how to do it. If I'm having difficulty, I'm going I'm to help others. And then, like I said, it's it's satisfying seeing other people improve, um, guide others to a treasure that I can't get to myself. Um, but, hmm. yeah, it's that passion for Rocket League, I think, will never die. Um, and I'm slowly actually getting more and more passionate about playing the game again. Um, but for a good while there... I was more passionate about teaching the game, learning about the game than I really was playing the game myself. What do you think your long-term kind of North star is with everything that you're doing right now? Besides like signing with an org, do you, do you think that you would enjoy working with a pro team more than you enjoy doing what you do now? It's a great question. I'm not really sure because I've never been there, never done that. I think I would. I think taking everything I've learned the past three years and, you know, turning it up to 11 and like really deep diving into strategy and, and looking at each individual on the team and crafting up a plan. I think that's like what I'm made for uh, and what I really want to do to like show others and to help this team uh, to succeed. If I could 
get a championship with the team. I don't think there's anything more I would I would possibly want right now. But uh, yeah. What's keeping you from doing that now? Um, so I guess from my perspective, hearing you talk about like looking at those players and breaking things, if anything, you might not be doing it. And of course, it could be a time. Th- I'm not going to spend time on like what it what could be like why not take the time to look at these teams and break things down? And if anything, it could be like interesting content. I've definitely thought about that. Yes. Um, I kind of have that perspective of like, I don't want to try to um, teach others or myself things that I'm not 100% confident in. And that's kind of how I take things is one step at a time slowly move up so that I'm sure that every stepping uh, stepping stone that I'm stepping on, like I'm is not going to break and fall under me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just taking things one step at a time. And I want to be 100% confident that when that time comes, when I'm analyzing a team, when I'm doing analysis for someone 2200, that I'm not spouting nonsense. I want to be locked in and loaded for when that time comes. So I'm not trying to overstep my boundaries or like go too quickly, too fast, Mm -hmm. do too much too quickly. Um, And I guess that's just kind of my perspective. Uh, Instead of talking and guessing about things, I want to be 100% confident. So that's why I think I've been freelancing and helping students from all the ranks GC and below uh, GC3 and below, because it kind of helps me to like feel like over time, I'm getting more and more confident in myself and what I'm teaching and what I'm learning from these coaches as well. And I think I'm like, right around the last six months, I'm finally feeling that confidence. So I think I'm going to start doing things like that moving forward. I think even I was thinking like a, a couple weeks ago, I should definitely start trying to reach for the very, very top because I think I'm finally ready. Yeah, I think the thing the thing for me right now and what you're saying is how how will you know that you're ready? That's the thing. You don't know what you don't know. Uh, so that's why I'm always getting coaching and I'm trying to figure out top 10 player in the world. Is there something I'm still missing? Is there some kind of gap in my understanding still? Uh, so it's just like a constant reconfirmation, constantly re- reconfirming what I know, that I know what I know, that there's not this huge gap in my understanding. And I think off, like I've repeated this process enough times, coached, gotten coached, uh, gotten coached, uh, coached more, gotten coached again. It's like a back and forth process. I think I've finally like truly gained that unbreakable confidence that moving forward, I could, I could coach pretty much anybody. Yeah. I think, I think that's really interesting it's it's such a back and forth for me right now and what you're saying and like what you want because the, there's the I, I appreciate that you don't want to maybe you could call it fake it till you make it or yes. be spouting some kind of bs just because yes. like you want to have this level of 
coaching that you aspire to before you actually feel like you're capable of doing it. And then on the other side, there's this thing that you're telling yourself that you're not ready, so you're not going to do it. But how will you know if you're ready if you never do it? You know what I mean? That's the tricky part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, I think that's super fascinating. And at the same time, you know, what you're doing, I, I love that, you know, something that you see so much value in is getting coaching on a regular basis for yourself, because, you know, how do you know what it is to learn or how do you know what better is if you're never interacting with what that better is? Exactly. And I kind of make that the basis for like who I am as a coach and it's not the only motivation or the, like the motivation um, to get these coachings with these best players in the world isn't just to improve as a coach, but as a player as well, I'm interested in both being a better player and a coach. Um, I kind of gave up on the grind myself more or less. Like I get more frustrated with myself because I know that I'm not playing as well as I could be. Cause you have to like constantly, it's like a treadmill. You can't get off where you'll, you know, you'll trip up. Um, I constantly am thinking like, if I just continue to put time in, I could be a better player, but it's, it's, it's really difficult to like maintain that momentum. Um, so getting it back is, is much more difficult uh, how do I how do I say this? Improving as both a player and and a coach is my main motivation. And if I can just improve as a coach, I think I also improve as a player at the same time, and they kind of go both together. So even though I'm not constantly grinding, I still feel like I'm improving as a player. Um, so just putting a little bit of time in every day to helping others is also kind of helping myself to improve. Sure. No, I I get that definitely. How many how many hours a week are you coaching on average these days? It's it well it used to be kind of inconsistent. Now it's like getting more and more consistent. Uh, every week, twenty five hours a week. All right. I guess twenty to twenty five. It's it is random. Sometimes I get like a huge influx of students, uh, and it'll feel like a full time job. But probably on average four hours a day. Okay. Four. Yeah. That's nice. What do you? What do you? Okay. So what is like your average range of player? My average student, um, probably diamond three or champ two, champ two, champ one. It's these players that are in champ that are trying to get grand champ that are the people that are, are looking for for coachings because they're right there. They're right at uh, this rank that, you know, they, they've ranked up pretty quickly up until this point and done pretty well. Like they haven't felt like they haven't really hit a wall. Maybe um, getting into champ was a, was a wall. But getting to grand champ from champ is definitely the biggest wall by far. Mm-hmm. When you get to... Champ one, I remember being like getting from diamond three to champ one. I was more excited about getting champ one than I was when I finally got GC or about the same level of excitement because mm-hmm. it is such a, such a wall. That's kind of like the rank that 
separates the casual player from the players who are really dedicated to putting in a lot of time in every day and actually like really trying to improve and not just playing the game for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, champ two, champ three is kind of... I feel like there is a huge mental wall blocking a lot of people in between diamond three and champ one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think they even did a study like champ one is the most toxic rank, which is interesting. Um, and it's like not even close. It's it's like a huge mountain of toxicity just in this one rank. Uh, and I think it has to do with that frustration that people feel when they, when they are not ranking up as many divisions as, as they used to. Mm-hmm. Every division past that rank is getting exponentially more difficult to to get past so that's when people will see their own progress slow down they're like okay what am i doing wrong and they might not necessarily be doing too much wrong uh it's just that it is you know more difficult to get results as you get higher and higher um so that's that's definitely the the most common rank that i get i'd say is champ one and what's what's the lowest ranks you usually see yeah, that's a great question as well. I don't get very many students gold or below. It's mostly plat. Yeah. Mostly plat. Uh, if you're gold, I think you're a casual player and you're not really thinking too much about improving. You're just like maybe playing the game mm-hmm. uh, for fun with your friends. Uh, it's something like a program you open up every other week, every yeah. weekend or something. Um, and then once you get into plat, though, that's another kind of slight wall. When you get to plat three, into diamond one, uh, that's, that's a very common rank as well. But by far, I'd say that 60 to 70% of my students lie between Diamond 2 and Champ 2. Okay. And you have returning clients that are higher ranks, though. So how many do you have many folks that come back on a regular basis that are high GC1, GC2? Yeah, I'd say that the higher rank the student, the more dedicated they are to improving. So the more I'll see them come back. Um, I think I get a return rate of about 45%, 50%. Um, and the majority of those students that come back to me are either the champ two, champ threes, trying to get into grand champ finally, or the grand champ ones trying to get to GC2, GC2s trying to get to uh, grand champ three. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I have a number of students that are grand champ three trying to make that final push to SSL, which is by far, you know, the biggest hurdle it's in like, it, it feels, and I, I know because I've been there, it feels impossible, insurmountable. Um, so it's these players that are putting in like six hours a day to the game. And just they play because they enjoy playing and they enjoy the competition, uh, which is something that I lost after a while. And I think if I just had that drive to just play that game that much every single day, I could get there. I think anybody could. But like I said, you lose the motivation to play that much because you, you hit this wall and it just feels like you can't even, you're looking up and you can't even see the top of this wall. Um, but if you have the passion to play and you just don't care, actually, counterintuitively, if you don't care and you just play for long enough, you'll eventually climb that, that impossibly tall wall. Yeah, I think that it takes a, a very special kind of mentality to let that, let that go. And just kind of be in for the long haul. Yes, yeah, definitely. You got to see the bigger picture. You got to look into the future um, and not really stress about the present, which is something I struggle with. I'm always thinking, you know, oh, I'm getting this coaching regularly, but I'm still making the same mistakes. Uh, It's just a matter of 
breaking old habits. You got to play mm-hmm. consistently. Consistency is by far the most important thing in Rocket League. Uh, so it's like these kids that are getting home from school and they make it their habit, make it their ritual to do their homework and then play Rocket League for a few hours that are ranking up the quickest because it's not even really about so much the amount of time you put in. That is important, but more than anything, it's about the consistency, that consistent drive, the making playing Rocket League a habit, a ritual for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that, I think there's yeah. something to be said about the habits and rituals and effort that you have put in on the coaching side. Yes. Because if if you were bad at it, you know, you would probably get customers on a consistent basis. You would not get return customers on a regular basis. I, I greatly enjoy what I do. So, I, and I think that passion rubs off on people. Uh, I'm really passionate about seeing people improve. So, just as I was passionate about improving myself, I'm constantly putting time into learning more stuff to teach others that. So, if I just continue to get better and better and better, I get more enjoyment out of what I do. It's like a you know self feeding cycle. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely definitely something I'm going to continue to do for as long as I can. I'd say. Well, I certainly hope that you are able to do that because you're clearly good at it. I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah. The the reviews. Well, I can speak from personal experience that you know I definitely enjoyed our time together uh, in the well. one session that we had, and clearly, you know, you wouldn't be. Fiverr's choice if people didn't keep on coming back and and being willing to spend money with you. I I enjoy what I do. I couldn't ask for anything more um, than you know hearing my students improve and come back to me if they come back to me. That shows that they enjoyed their session and it just further drives me to try to work harder to becoming even an even better player and coach for my students. I know you started a Discord recently too. How many how many folks did you have join that Discord? Um, I'm actually at like 200 members right now. Uh, That's I awesome. Slowly, yeah, I slowly added them, uh, my students from Fiverr to this Discord, and I'll get coachings from these pros that I talked about, uh, and they're usually fine with me recording and uploading to like my friend or my community, as I say to them. And that is usually good. Most of them, like I try to get, I got a coaching with Virgin. I try to ask him, could I upload this to my YouTube with one, one case of, and he was like, yeah, you can record it for yourself and your own personal use. Just don't publicly upload it. So for these sessions that these coaches, you know, are fine with me sharing in a private scenario, in a private mm-hmm. setting. Yeah. That's where I'll upload those videos to my students who have, been um with me before in that private discord um and then when i can manage to get a coach who is fine with a public upload upload uh, upload that to my public youtube but majority of coaches actually don't like their stuff getting recorded which i don't really understand i'm all about sharing the knowledge yeah because um, i think you know if we all just help each other improve and and are positive and, you know, help each other out. I think the game will be more interesting in the long mm-hmm. term. Uh, and that's also what I'm kind of excited about is just like getting everybody moving forward as quick as possible. How, how cool can this game get? How good can we all get at this game? Right. And I, I think there's something to be said about that mindset in general that, you know, 
it's it can be look i would look at that as a very scarce mindset of saying well you know i'd really prefer you not share this with anybody yeah, that would yeah. that would be like me recording this podcast and then just keeping it for myself yeah it, it, it's not interesting if it's not known like who the spanish kickoff you know like the person who invented it uh i, I wonder if they were super secretive about it for a long time or if they discovered it and they were excited like oh my gosh how has nobody thought of this before let's i'm gonna tell everybody like i'm the kind of person who if i discover something i'm not like oh i'm gonna I'm share i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna save this for myself i'm not gonna let anybody know i'm gonna use it for as long as i can the speed flip i wonder if someone you know that was the case with the speed flip someone discovered it at some point um were they excited about sharing it or did they want to hold it for themselves for as long as possible so they they personally could have the slight advantage over everybody else i think that's extremely like sad i guess in a way um if you're if you're not excited about sharing the knowledge and you know getting everyone improved i think you aren't interested in or you're not like passionate about the community i'm very passionate about the community so i i just think it's more fun when you when you're able to share things with people and Honestly, let's think about even if you're only coaching people or working with people at the highest level of the game, let's say you're an RLCS coach, you're only working with RLCS play. I mean, even so, like you coach some other person, every game in this replay or every replay in this game can be saved. You see something that you've never seen before you know everybody else in that lobby is going to save the replay, watch it over and over, and then learn how to do that. Like there are no secrets in this game until somebody does something new, and then it's still not a secret. Yeah. Like there's there's nothing unique or special, at least in the player base as a whole, that some coach could tell you like if you're trying to move from GC1 to GC2 and you're coaching with somebody and they're like, well, don't share this. Like, what are they saying that's so special? <laughs> yeah, that's right. going to exactly. That's, that's going to like, what, whatever, man. Like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, I mean, so any coaching that I do, someone asks me, hey, is it okay if I tr like stream this to Twitch? I'm like, totally. Totally. You don't have to credit me. Just get it out there. Yeah, I think Let somebody uh, somebody in my Discord did that like last night. Oh, really? Peaked at gold. Peaked at gold. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was, he was, I mean, he said he was going to. Shout out to him. I hope I'm not, uh, he said he was streaming. So I don't know if he actually did because I was not, I didn't watch it or. Yeah, it I recorded every one of my sessions from uh, basically beginning to end. So, and I give my students the link and I go, this is your video. Do whatever you want with it. You can edit it. You can you know, share it with your friends. Yeah. That's awesome. Whatever. It's, it's all yours. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that because it just, it just shows that you're in it for the community and you're not in it for some other silliness or yeah. like you're not, you're not, you're putting the game and your students and the community as a whole above your own personal gain. Just like we were saying before, you, you, I feel like you could easily charge 30 or $40. I mean, look at some of these people 
you know, on Medify that are charging a hundred dollars. Yeah, that kind of crazy. If you can charge a hundred dollars an hour, you've got something to your name. Um, I've paid a hundred dollars an hour for some some people, uh, and it's usually like EU champions, Yukio, Yukio, mm-hmm. um, Verge. I can understand those two players. Um, there's some people who charge like sixteen hour and or fifteen hour. And I kind of just wonder what what is it that they're teaching that is like so so valuable at sixty dollars an hour plus whatever you know the site takes. Um, sure. So I kind of uh, speaking about what you were saying earlier, like I'm in it for the community. Um, as I see it, when I pay these people, I'm learning from them and then sharing it, turning around and sharing what I know. I'm not keeping any secrets. You could say that I'm like Robin Hood, <laughs> I guess, uh, taking it from all these other players and spreading it to others. So I, c- I could never be a hypocrite in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. So just, you know, you, there's always that kind of thought, like, is this coach unique in some way? Is Are they charging that because they know something other people don't? To be honest, with how many coaches that I've hired up until this point, um, the price point doesn't really speak to the quality of coaching whatsoever. There are $100 an hour coaches that impressed me. Verge very much so impressed me. Um, they're like $60 an hour coaches that kind of just made me scratch my head. And then there are like the $30 an hour coaches um, that really, really impressed me. Um, someone strange. I don't know if you ever heard that name before, but Mm-mm. he was... 30 an hour, 25 an hour, 30 an hour, something like that. And he wasn't a professional coach. He's just a 1900 player who kind of like myself, he's, he reminds me of myself. He's not really attached to any org or anything. He's just a, a ranked grinder. Um, but he decided, you know, I want to kind of go down that coaching route, not hundred percent seriously. Uh, he plays the game more than coaches, but he was an inspiration when I, got a coaching from him. I wasn't really expecting that much because, you know, he's not a coach. He's a player. But, man, when someone's passionate about something, you can you can feel it. You can really, really feel it. And he was very passionate about the game, and it came out in his coaching. Like, you could tell also that oh, he must have had some kind of coaching experience beforehand because he was just very passionate. It was, like, extremely, extremely um, – you know, what's the word rubs off on you, uh, spread. Like he had a lot of good energy, a lot of good energy, insane energy. And that energy, I've never forgotten it. And I try to bring that energy, um, into my coaching. Cause it's difficult. He, he was just on another level. Um, he didn't even like say very much, but the stuff he said stuck with me up until now. So I think that passion, that, that fiery, desire to help others is is what really makes you a good coach not so much what you know but how you teach what you know mm-hmm. so i know that i know a lot um at this point after so long the difficulty in, in being a good coach i think lies not in knowing the material but having the passion for spreading it because then you, you're able to let others know it and then remember it because you can teach and teach and teach but if you don't Get in the coaching session. If you're not in that session with that student, if you're not 
in their driver's seat with them, in the passenger seat of their car with them as you're watching their gameplay and, and trying to, you know, teach them a new perspective, then they, they it won't stick. It won't really, you know, they might hear what you're saying, but it won't really stick and, and be remembered in, in the longer term. So getting down to um, kind of the level that the students at, getting in their mind with them and like asking them questions and, you know, asking leading questions, I think is, has been what I've seen as like the best approach to, to coaching is mm-hmm. don't just be like a monotone, like, oh yeah, I wouldn't do that. Be like, okay, why'd you do that? And then see where their perspective is. Everyone has a unique perspective in this game. Yeah. Um, and then take it from there. Like, okay, you're thinking that you want to go for the challenge. Why do you want to go for the challenge in the corner? Okay. Have you ever considered going for this challenge in the opponent's corner will get you stuck. What does that mean? What if you're this guy? And kind of my coaching style has been like that ever since I had the coaching from someone strange. He was super loud, super direct. Um, he wasn't afraid to like get under my skin. And he really he really helped me as a player and a coach um, by setting a good example in that, in that regard. Don't just teach the material. Live it. Live it with the student. Be there with the student. And it's difficult, but that's that's what makes coaching fun for me is like learning the individual, learning their like their unique play style and really actually really helping them become a better player in the long term. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I I love that. So, OK, this is going to be my last question. And I'm just I'm just curious. Okay. So if you. If you, based on all the coaching that you've had and all the experience that you have, if you could put any dollar amount on your value as a coach per hour, what do you think it would be? Oh boy. <laughs> so you're saying, what, what should I charge? Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of coaching, so I guess I kind of I kind of know where I stand. Stand, I guess, in terms of the quality, everyone is always going to see themselves in, in you know, uh, rose-colored glasses or, or what have you. So if I'm going to try to be realistic, I think oh, it's a difficult question because do you compare yourself to what you think your real? I don't want. Is, I don't or? want you to. You are. Here's the thing. There was already a number that popped up in your head, and I want to know what it is. Okay, <laughs> uh, thirty. Thirty an hour, I think, is all right. Good. Yeah, that's fair. I don't. I don't think that's anything crazy. Yeah, I. I wish I could get into like a site like Medify. Um, I don't know that they're inviting anybody though. So, um, yeah. I mean, you could go higher on Fiverr if you wanted to, right? True that. True that. I, I could. I like where I'm at right now. I like where I'm at right now. I think in the future I will probably, I feel like it's a very sweet spot where you're at, where definitely like, I think it's a fair value for you and it gets people that see your profile and see all the ratings that you're having. You're like, Oh, 20 bucks. I can do that. Yes. And I want it it to be a combination of great for me, accessible for the student. Exactly. yeah, and there are a lot of students here that I'm getting that are, you know, like 16, 17, 18, who don't even have a job yet. So they're going to go to their parent and ask, you know, 
and it's a lot, I think a lot easier to digest for a sure. $20 single dollar, $20 bill than a $30. But if you compare it to what is out there currently, I think I, I think I do bring a good bit of value to my students and I'm going to continue to try to bring more value. And I will 100%, you get the 100% Tom backing on that. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate and that. I, I think the thing of it is, especially at that $20 mark right now, not only do you get people, and this I think is just a testament to the quality of the work that you do, is that like not only like is the $20 like, oh yeah, I can do that, but then people get so much out of what it is that you do that they're like, oh man, I'm like all of a sudden that $20 that they're going to spend on the next session just feels like $10 almost because like, holy cow, I just got all of that for $20. Well, of course I'm going to spend that again. I, you, you flatter me. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I want to give credit where it is deserved. Well, thank you. And I'm, I'm going to continue to work to make sure that that credit is 100% deserved. Um, like, I think the players who are really passionate about the game, they're playing every day, are going to improve. I think because I'm passionate about what I do here, uh, I think it's just a matter of time before I improve and, and make a name for myself. That's that's what I'm doing every tr- single day, trying to trying to grind and, and make a name for myself. And people like yourself who came out to me, reached out to me, I can't thank enough for, you know, for helping to advertise me. I really do appreciate uh, being invited on this podcast. It was very much, very fun. I'm pretty nervous. I don't know if you can tell, but. Not at all. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did a good job of hiding it then. Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this podcast and I'd love to coach you again. I'm always, always available as you know. Um, I think you said that we're, we're going to do a little giveaway. So I'm always uh, also looking forward to that. Wow. But, spoilers. This is, oh, oh, okay. Well, we might as well get into it. And I, I was okay. going to say that, especially for the people that have listened all the way towards the end of this episode, though I think what we have talked about has been valuable and interesting, we haven't really got into the nitty gritty of a lot of things. And so I guess I'll just get into it right here because we haven't what we are actually going to be doing is and it's it's three sessions right yes okay so what you what you have to do is if you haven't already join my discord and then i always make an announcement of when an episode is released so go to my discord and then respond with whatever emoji you like you only get one entry so don't just respond i mean you can respond with all kinds of emojis to the announcement if you want but only one will count sorry say that again i was just saying emoji raffle yeah there you go so react to the announcement and then we will pull three people from all of the people that signed up in that announcement and we're green has been kind enough to donate uh three coaching sessions to the winner of that those 
the giveaway. Yes, sir. And I'm very much looking forward to coaching those three students. Yeah, I think I think it'll be great. And um, I think it's, you know, I I thoroughly enjoyed working with you. And um, I had a couple sessions left over just because I bought them and had because I had some credit on Fiverr. And I thought that, you know, I just I just want to share this with the community. And then you were you were kind enough to offer another one up as well, which I'm super grateful for. And so we're going to be we're going to be doing a little giveaway um, on the discord. So join the discord if you haven't already joined the discord, uh, which I always appreciate. And uh, the community is growing and that's super cool. And then respond to that. And that is how you will be put into the raffle for or the giveaway for the coaching sessions. And we have three. So there will be three winners that will get a free one hour coaching with uh, Green Warrior. And I'm excited. Good luck to all the uh, all the rafflers, all the whatever you call them, I guess, um, all the entries. Good luck to all the entries. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. Thank you for having me on the podcast. This was very fun. A little nerve wracking, like I said, but I'm very glad I did it. Um, you were a great student. You're a great host. Um, and yeah, I wish you the best of luck with the new community that you're building. Well, thank it's you. It's definitely fun. It's definitely satisfying and it's very enjoyable to build that community, isn't it? Good. I'm I'm glad that you feel that way and and you've kind of already started, but I want to hop in to make sure that we're all on the same page of where we're going. Do you have any extra final thoughts for the Infinite Boost listeners? Well, thank you for listening if you listen all the way to the end. Um I think I'd like to do what I do because I'm passionate about it. If you're truly passionate about Rocket League, uh, this podcast is a great podcast to listen to. Um, and I've listened to, I actually remember listening to Silent Echo UK's pod, uh, podcast that you did with him. And I really enjoyed listening to that and hearing another coach's perspective and having him like listen to him talk about Rocket League. Um, yeah. There's there's just so much in the future of Rocket League, and I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of this point in time, this podcast in this point in time. Um, I think there's great things for both of us in the future. Uh, yeah, it's exciting to be part of it. Nice. Well, yeah, I'm, I really appreciate that you took Honored the time to, to hang out and have a chat. Um, I definitely appreciate it. And I think we might have to do some kind of follow-up once these coaching sessions are done and see definitely. what you learned or see what everybody else learned and, and how all of that went. Um, we have one of those students be in the podcast with us. Yeah, but potentially that's, that's certainly a possibility. Um, where can, where can people find you out on the internet that you might be sharing other things? Uh, well, you can find me in fiber if you like a session, but, uh, my YouTube, you can find um, coachings that I do that I upload publicly, including the coachings I've had with those pro players on my YouTube, Green Warrior RL. Um, but really, that's that's all I am on right now on the internet is just uh, my YouTube and my Fiverr. Nice. And where can – but you're on Twitter too, right? I was – actually, <laughs> I had to create an account because uh, I script wrote a couple of videos for the Pro Guides Rocket League channel. 
um, if you know who ProGuides is, they, they reached out to me and offered me a script writing um, position. And it's currently, I'm currently still a script writer for that company. Hmm. Um, they're not uploading anything yet. Kind of everything's on a hold, but at some point in the future, it'll, it'll be restarted again. But I, ha- I had to create a Twitter account because they couldn't link my YouTube, I guess, uh, only my Twitter in the description to credit uh, me as the script writer. But I don't really use Twitter too much. I guess I, I should. It's where a lot of a lot of people are on uh, in yeah. a the community. But uh, I do have an account. I haven't posted anything to it, but might in the future. Well, we should we should definitely get you a few followers, and uh, be sure to share your Discord channel with me as well, because I'll be happy to throw that into uh, the links as well if people would like to join you over there for future updates and and things of that nature. So that's that. And last but not least, a question for the audience. Oh, for me. Yeah, from you to the audience. Okay. Um, What do you all enjoy about Rocket League? What do you come back every single day if you play every day or when you do come back? What is it that brings you back to Rocket League? Um, Do you play any other games? How do you feel Rocket League is unique? We talked about that a lot. How do you see Rocket League evolving uh, in the future? Like I said, I think there's great things for you and I in the future because I think this game is only going to get bigger and we're probably just at the, the, the beginning of something great. And so like you and I are, I guess, kind of like pioneers, even though the game's been out for seven years. I still feel like we're still like in the beginning stages of it. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how do you all see the game evolving in, in the next 10 years? Where do you guys see yourselves in 10 years? Um, and yeah, I think that's a very interesting concept. Very, very interesting question. Nice. Well, again, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me. I know that uh, especially, I mean, we, again, didn't really get into like nitty gritty tips or helpful things like that, but I still think it was pretty valuable and interesting. And I know that not all coaches, again, just like we talked about, you know, might not be so interested in hopping on here and just talking about the ins and outs of Rocket League and want to keep it for themselves. So I appreciate you taking the time to come hang out with me and and chat Rocket League and whatnot. And I wish you all the luck moving forward in in growing your little coaching empire and achieving (laughs) your goals. Uh, And and, uh, always, man, thank you for the boost. Thank you.